Hello. Today I want to share with you that our wonderful Heavenly Father, creator of the heavens and the earth and the universe, he is the God of the immediate response. You know, before I began to study the Bible, I used to think that um, when I prayed, uh, particularly for healing, that um, God might heal me or he might not heal me. Um, but after I began to study the scriptures, I realized that God is the God of the immediate response. And I want to show you this from the scriptures. Let's turn to um, the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verse uh, 46 to 53. I'm reading from the New International Version. Once more he, Jesus, visited Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. Unless you people see miracles, signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus replied, You may go. Your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word. While he was still on the way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, The fever left him yesterday at the seventh hour. Then the father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. So he and all his household believed. Let's go back to verse 48. Jesus said to him something that we might have thought, what was Jesus miffed? Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. Actually, Jesus was um, challenging him, encouraging his faith, challenging him to believe um, his word without seeing. And the man did believe because it says he took Jesus at his word and departed. So that shows that he believed that what Jesus said had come to pass. And um, as he did that, the power of God was released. Let's look at um, verse 52. Um, he inquired uh, when his son began to get better. And they said the fever left him yesterday at the seventh hour. And as we see, the father realized this was the exact time that Jesus had said your son would live. The exact time when he believed he received and he started on his way home. But actually that word yesterday is significant because um, Canaan for, from Capernaum, actually it's, uh, it's probably four, five hours walk, but the, the man could have done it that day. But in fact this shows that he was, had absolutely peace because he didn't go home until the very next day. And so when did the father believe that he had received his son's healing? It's, as I said, it was when Jesus said, your son will live. He believed that what Jesus said had happened. And as we see, he took his time getting home. Now, if he was anxious, he would have hurried home straight away. I want us to look at another scripture. In Mark 11, verse 24, Jesus told his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, whatever things you desire... When you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Now that word believe means to, to trust, be confident that it has been granted you. 
that it, you will get it. That's that, that kind of belief. Not I hope so, but I believe, I trust that I will get it. And so, when do you believe that you receive? Jesus said, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And how can you believe that you receive when you pray? It's trusting in the nature um, and the character of God. That God is a generous um, giver. He's not a withholder. God is a giver. And he is the God of the immediate response. He answers you when you pray. And so I want us to look at Hebrews um, chapter 10, verse 6. And it says that, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is God, that he is a good God. He's not a withholding God. And it says, and he is a rewarder. That means um, he's a giver. We need to believe that God is an abundant giver of them that diligently seek him. And I want to um, just sort of share with you that many of us have not received our healing and we've, I've been there, we've desired it, we've prayed, we've cried, we've cried, we've prayed and still we haven't received it. But I think that this testimony of Ken Haken Sr. will actually help us to understand, to believe when we pray, believe that we have received. So. Um, I, some of you may know that Ken Hagen Sr., he was diagnosed as, as a young man, as a child, that he had um, a terminal heart condition and also a terminal blood condition, and he was paralyzed. And he was, um, we call it bedridden, bedfast, um, for oh, oh, well over a year. And um, he said he prayed and he cried and he cried and he prayed and he cried and he prayed and he prayed and he cried and he cried and he prayed and he prayed and he cried. But he never got any better. Until one day when the Lord drew his attention to Mark 11, 24. And he read it, when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have. And so he said, Lord, I do believe. I do believe that I'm healed. Um, if you were to say that I didn't believe, uh, then, you know, with the greatest respect, that would be a lie. And the Lord said to him, read it again. And so he read, he read it again, that when I pray, believe that I have received, have received, and I shall have it. So then he said, Lord, I believe that I have received healing for my terminal heart condition, I believe that I've received healing from the um, terminal blood condition. I believe that I've received healing from the paralysis. And still nothing on the outward side had manifested. And then the Lord said to him, what do well people do at this time of day? Because this was in the morning, time to get up. He said, ah, time to get up. And so, um, Still with all these symptoms, he struggled to, to sit up and his legs, as he said, were like spaghetti. They were lifeless and they were numb. And he, he threw his legs over the side of the bed. He hung onto the bedpost and his legs were, you know, were just limp. But then, 
man, as he began to stand up, he felt pins and needles in his legs. He said the pain was tremendous, but it, for him it was a joyful pain. He could feel his feet. He could feel his legs for the first time in a very, very long time. And as he stood there, he said the power of God just went all over him. He said it was like warm treacle, and he was totally healed from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. He dressed himself, which he hadn't been able to. His mother had to do everything for him, and he went down to breakfast. Now, what he did say was, it was not until I believed I had received and then began to move, I began to, um, as it were, put action to that believing that the power of God surged through his body. But you know, for us to be, to believe that we receive when we pray, we must be firmly persuaded that God is a now God. So often we thought he's, oh, well, you know, in the sweet by and by. But no, God is a now God. God is the God of the instant response to your prayer. What does the Bible say about this? Let's turn to um, 1 John 5, the first epistle of John, chapter 5, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Now, first of all, I want to call your attention to anything according to his will. And we know that healing is his, is his will because of Isaiah chapter 53, and I'm going to read um, part of verse 4 and part of verse 5. Surely, that means guaranteed, our sickness he himself bore, and our pains he carried away, and by his scourging we are healed. And then we look in Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 to 17. Um, this is the Holy Spirit's interpretation of it. And when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed all who were ill, in order that what was seen through the Isaiah prophet, sorry, spoken through the Isaiah prophet, might be fulfilled, saying, he himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. And then we go to 1 Peter 2, 24, the last part of verse 24, for by his wounds you were healed. Let's go back to 1 John 5, 14. And I want to point out that um, it says that in um, verse 14, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, well, I hear you. I hear, Derek hears me, but he isn't necessarily taking any notice. But that's not the way God hears us. It's, that hear means he hears and he immediately responds. And so we know that if he hears us and responds, we have the petitions that we've asked for. We've asked in accordance with his will. He said that he hears and responds. And God says what he means and means what he says. And he keeps his promises. So how can I know that God hears me when I pray? Now, is it, do I know that God hears me when I pray by how I feel or what I hear or what I can see? Well, no. I think be encouraged. You can feel very dry. You can be right in the middle of the mully grubs. 
But God is the same God. He will do what he says he will do. And if he says that he will hear you, respond generously, give you what you've asked for, um, and that you will have the request you've made, you will have them, no matter how you feel. And so we must believe that God is the God of the immediate response. And as we read the scriptures, our faith is encouraged. We get to see the character of God. And so knowing that when we call upon God and he responds, yes, we call with confidence. Um, and we're calling according to his will. And so we know that he hears us. Therefore, knowing this, we can walk away from our, our prayer room, from our prayer, and be absolutely sure that what we've asked God for, because it's in his will, he said, he is the God of immediate response, that even if it does not look as though God has done anything, actually his power has gone as a response to our prayer. It's gone into action. Um, let's read Mark 11, starting at verse 11. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. He looked around at everything, and since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Verse 12, the next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. Now that sounds very unreasonable of him. But I understand that the fig trees around Jerusalem, um, they, they started having leaves in sort of um, March, April, but they didn't come into full leaf um, until in June. And that when they're in full leaf, then they would have the fruit. But actually, this particular f um, fig tree was in full leaf. Um, and it was, it was an exception because it was at the time of the Passover. So Jesus wasn't unreasonable to expect fruit since all the leaves were out. Anyway, verse 14. Um, and Jesus found that there was no fruit. And he said to the fruit tree, um, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him. Anyway, Jesus went back into the temple. As you know, he threw out the traders. So when evening came, this is verse 19, they went out of the city um, and... Verse 20, in the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth, if anyone says to this mountain, go and throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, for this reason, I tell you, Whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you have received. You shall have them. And so when we read this account, um, when Jesus spoke to the fig tree, there was actually no outward manifestation that anything had happened. And so, so many of us have thought, if there's not an immediate outward manifestation that God has not answered immediately. But the moment Jesus spoke to the fig tree, the power of God was ministered to the unseen roots because it tells us um, that the next day that um, they saw it withered from the roots up. And so um, 
we can believe that when we pray, that the power of God immediately goes to work. And particularly with healing, so often his power goes to work in the unseen area in our body. And it begins to work. You know, I'm not a very good gardener, and I, I wish I had, you know, green fingers, as they say. But I had a plant, and I'd neglected it, and it was all wilted and so sad. And I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll put it in water, but honestly, it looks as though it's, it's had it. And so I plunged it into water and left it in to soak. Um, and I went back, you know, about 30 minutes later, oh, it still looked weary. Anyway, I went off to work. When I came back, it was wonderful. It had perked up. It was full of life and, and green and beautiful. And I realized that the water had gone to work immediately, but it took a time period before it was outwardly manifested. And uh, again, you know, um, I'm kind of impatient because uh, when I'm cold, I turn the thermostat of the central heating up and I expect immediately, uh, you know, as soon as I feel a radiator, oh, you know, it's, it's not, not working, it's cold. But in fact, as soon as I turn that thermostat up, if I really listen, I can actually hear the boiler that some way away actually click into action. Now, it may take 15, 20 minutes before the radiators to heat up, but the minute I turn it to a higher degree, then the signal goes and everything starts working, but I don't feel it for a while. And so it's a fallacy that if I really had faith, then I would immediately see a, a, you know, a miraculous uh, manifestation, and we can do. But faith is believing that I've received when I pray, even if there's no outward manifestation. And so we know that we can ask God for healing because he's told us that every spiritual blessing is ours. Um, that's in 1 Ephesians. Ephesians 1, I'm sorry. And so... I'm just remembering when I was a child, you know, we had lots of fruit and, you know, really nice food. And my mother said, darling, you can have, all this is yours. You can have it, but I want you to ask me before you have it. I will always say yes, but I want you to ask me. And really, you see, God has provided everything for us in Christ Jesus. Jesus paid the price. And so it's there. But we just need to ask the Lord and to trust that he's the God of immediate response and immediately says yes. Now, are there any other scriptures um, to support uh, that God immediately responds to prayer? Well, Psalm 34, 17 says, when the righteous cry for help. By the way, we're righteous because we are trusting in Christ Jesus and we are cleansed with the blood of Jesus. So when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their, all their distresses and troubles. Psalm 34, 19. Many evils confront the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Isaiah 30, 19. O people who dwell in Zion at Jerusalem, you shall weep no more. He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. When he hears it, he will answer you. Just another little illustration that I'm speaking. Um, I have a beloved cat, and I was busy reading, and, but I heard a little, meow. I thought, it's Bella. And immediately I dropped everything, 
and it was a cry of distress. And what had happened, she'd um, gone into a cupboard, and I hadn't realized, you know, cats do that, and I'd shut the door, and she was shut in. And so, you know, needless to say, I let her out. And the Lord said instantly to me, if you will jump up and let your cat out as soon as you hear her cry, how much more do you think I will respond to heal you when you cry to me? God is the God of the immediate response, and his response is, yes, I really want to heal you. And so we look at Isaiah 65, verse 24, and it shall be before they call, I, God, will answer, and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. And um, to go back to that scripture that I gave, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We know it's ours. And then 2 Corinthians 1.20, For as many as are the promises of God, they all find their yes in him. For this reason we also utter the Amen. Uh, amen to God through him, to the glory of God. As many as the promises of God, they all find their yes, their immediate response in him, in Christ. For this reason we also utter the Amen, so be it. And that means, yes, I believe it. And it's through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, after we've prayed, we need to keep the switch of faith turned on. You know, the lights are turned on here, but we have to keep the switch turned on for the power to continually be going through it. If we turn the switch off, the lights will go off. But it's like it with our faith. We need to keep the switch of our faith turned on. We need to say, Father, I thank you that you've heard my prayer. I believe that your healing power has been administered to my body and that your healing power is present and working in my body, affecting a total healing and a cure. And so I wanted to um, help, help this um, by sharing a testimony of Ken Hagen um, Sr., and he just ministered to a blind person, received immediately. Then a couple came with their child with clubbed feet, and he prayed, and nothing manifested. And he prayed again, nothing manifested. He said, this might help you. Um, actually, the anointing was stronger. And the Lord told him, tell them to keep the, the switch of faith turned on. And so he told them that every time you see the feet, every time you think of them, you say, that the power of God is working mightily in my child's feet, healing them and curing them. And the parents went home and did that. And nothing apparently happened on the first day, the second day, but on the third day, the feet began to change. They refused to become discouraged when they saw no outward manifestation. And so let's pray together that prayer of faith that we receive our healing because God wants to heal you. His power is there. As soon as you pray, it's immediately dispensed to you. And so we pray, Father, I thank you that you have prayed, paid the price in Christ Jesus for my healing. Father, right now, I believe that I receive your healing power into my body, that your power is healing me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I thank you, Father God, 
In Jesus' name, amen. So be it. And now keep thanking God every time. You know, your symptoms come to your notice. Get your eyes off of your symptoms, which is like the giants in the land, and keep your eyes on Jesus. Say, Father, thank you that your healing power is working, a sign and a wonder and a miracle in my body. And Father God, thank you that your power is working in me. Because as we see in 1 John, it tells us that when we pray, we know that he, if we know, he hears us. And we, if he hears us, we have the requests that we have asked of him. And we've asked in accordance with his will, so we know that healing is dispensed into our bodies. And so we just keep thanking him. Father, thank you. Thank you that your power is working in me. Thank you that it is healing me. Thank you, Father God. I look to you. You are the God of the immediate response. You are my healer. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.